to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball, basketball, football, NASCAR, plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling the Conversation Station or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream, or computer. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devin, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Bill Sparks, and I'm going to turn it over to Chris because we have a whole lot of sports. We do. We do. It's uh, uh, December 8th of, of 2019, and uh, only three more, three and a half weeks left of the decade. Show number 70, and uh, we are here. We got uh, Robert, uh, Ringside Robert is here. Robert Herrick is along with me and Perry and Sean, and we have a lot to cover. We've got NFL to, to talk about. I'm a little uh, Jerry Jones clip to hear in, in among the NFL, which uh, made a lot of news this week. Uh, then we're going to do college football. We've got the uh, lineup for the New Year's Six Bowls and the playoff uh pairings and all that stuff and where those games will be. Sean's got a lot of that information. The, the bowls have come out, a lot of them, but we don't have it all organized yet. So we'll put that in next week. Perry will put that in for us next week. So we'll definitely have all that. <clears throat> then we're going to do some baseball. We've got some baseball tonight. We've got some, perhaps some Hall of Famers uh, will be joining the Hall of Fame even as we speak during the show. And we've got some signings and some trades that happened and some rumors of trades, of course. Uh, then we've got uh, some uh, hockey and basketball. We had some coach firings in hockey. We have a, a death uh, from college, of college football circles and a death from the hockey circles. So anyway, we got a lot to, to do. We might run a little past an hour, but sit back and relax, as uh, they say on the other shows, and enjoy. And here's Sean with his feel at the beginning of the program. Well, and technically the decade is not over until 2020, but we're going to be out of the teens, so which basically is what they yeah, consider. Yeah, the new decade the is 2020. The teens and, yeah, yeah, the decade. But we may do we may do something about down the line about the biggest sports stories of the teens. You know, the 10 to 19 we could do, era, we are 10 through 19. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be something we may do that when we talk about our our, yeah. our biggest stories. But anyway, uh, if y'all are interested. But anyway, if you want to leave a message anytime throughout the week or whenever, uh, 800-636 I know, wait, 800-693 excuse me, 0595 that's 800-693-0595 hit option 2 and if we have a message, we will play it back. That's those of you listening live and on the podcast. Also, as we stated, you can download your Zoom app or call in 646-876-9923 and do 287-723-4600 hit the pound key twice, you're here Star 9 raises your hand, ask a question, Alt-Y on the computer, more key on the phone. Also, interact with us anytime throughout the week, uh, 712-432-3642. Board 9 is the Sports Lounge Board. Board 11 is the Fight Club. We talk boxing, MMA, pro wrestling. Board 13, that is where you get these schedules, your TV schedules, your FM schedules, your schedules for all the teams. And that will be important, especially with all time coming up. You might want that option, Board 13. So, anyway, we had a crazy up and down week in the NFL, so I suppose we ought to just get right to it on and off the field and some crazy audio, crazy games, all of it. So, yeah. well, well, the first one we had was on Thursday night. The, the Bears beat the Cowboys 31-24. to However, the game really wasn't that close. The Bears were in, they were in control of this game much of the way. It was about a two, I would say it was about a two-touchdown game, if you were to yeah. say how close really was it. They, they scored the late touchdown to get close, but um, yeah. it really no, wasn't it, it was, and Dallas you know, once again on national TV, they uh, you know came up uh, with nothing. They they were yep. on Thanksgiving. They embarrassed themselves there, and they embarrassed themselves against the Bears. The whole NFC East is embarrassing. My friend Rick, who's a Giant fan, says he can Im- imagine the whole division ending up at six and ten if the right things happen. I guess maybe they can't now. Washington lost today, but I don't know about that. But anyway, the, the point is that a, a team could get in at seven and nine or six and ten out of the NF- NFC. Just one of those things this it, year. And there was a rumor that uh, was floating out there, Chris, that the NFL might reseed the playoffs so that a losing team would not host a playoff game. The NFL announced they will not be doing that. No, so you can't change the, the rules in the middle of the season. No. Jeez. You well, no, no, not now. No, they're talking about down down the line. Oh. That's well, that could be in the competition. Agreement. Yeah, that could be in the competition committee or whatever. But you know, not. Yeah, that right was, now. yeah some people have, not, some people were hoping it for it to be this year, and and Roger Goodell said absolutely not. No, no. Yeah, it would not be. It would have to be at the next collective bargaining agreement. That would have to be where they would do. Oh, well, that's coming up sooner than we would like yes, to think. Yes, it is. 
in a couple of years. 21, yeah. Yeah, 21. Yeah, but 20, after the game but... on uh, Thursday night, the Cowboys had a nice long flight home. And uh, then on Friday Jerry morning, had a few... yeah, Jerry, Jerry was Jones, over Friday. I think he was. And he was on 105.3 The Fan. And uh, it was it was a 20-minute or so uh, back and forth. But I added it out just to the points where that you guys would want to hear. This, so is, Bill... his, this is his normal, what he does on Monday morning. He has two segments a week on that station and this is on their morning show he does normally on Monday mornings after the game which I mean how many of the owner comes on it but so they, they right. do this Friday since they play Thursday and I haven't even heard the whole three and a half minutes that you have I've heard the, the clip the, where he got snappy with the host but yeah it's Jerry let's just you'll you'll hear it for yourself you'll, yep so Bill why don't we go ahead and pull that out and let's hear what Jerry Jones thought about the game Jerry how you doing this morning hey guys morning uh, morning to you all right Jerry you come on every week win or lose you answer questions you know the tolos and the cowboys fans want answers today what answer do you have for how this team is playing right now we're not playing very well are you embarrassed are you embarrassed as an organization about how the team is hey, playing get your damn act together yourself okay now I'm, I'm i'm we're gonna have a good visit this morning but uh settle down just a little bit I, I mean, I, I, as a Cowboys a fan, to, Jerry. A, a lot to go over, not going with your question, but uh, uh, I'm going to uh, give you the answers I want to give you this morning. And uh, I don't like your attitude to come in. I've been traveling all night, and I'm not, I don't have the patience to jack with you today. I, I understand that, Jerry. I'm just saying, like, emotionally. Uh, let's get with it, and let's ask some questions. All right. What kind of questions? Who gets the GM? Who gets the GM anger after a game like this? Is it is it the coaching the staff? GM gets his GM anger. But uh, you're you're uh, you're great guys. Uh, um, uh, give give your anger. We've got uh, players out there that uh, didn't have a good game last night. Hadn't had a good game the last three games. Uh, uh, we've got to play better. That's all there is to it. Is there anything in particular or series of things in particular that you want to see that goes along with playing better? Is it tackling? Is it special when team? When you have uh, as many things that uh, were off kilter as we had last night, you've got a nice litany of places to start to correct. Now, just like we all do, you, you uh, take the ones that are the most obvious that you can do the most about, and you correct those as, uh, to the extent that you can. Uh, that's what we tried to do last week, and we'll try to do it these next 10 days before we play the Rams. Did you? So, you know, we we, uh, we want to do a good job here. I want to do a good job with you guys, but uh, uh, there's a whole bunch of time when I have to bullshit the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. I, told, uh, I totally understand that because of some of the answers you just can't do give. You, do you understand bullshit? <laughs> well, we we just had to drop that twice, so I just leave it. Thank goodness for the radio.com app. Well, along those lines, you just referenced the fans and I know you care that's not your end all be all, but you have you hear the fans and you know what they are saying. What would be your response to the fans who last night on social media said they felt like this team quit on Jason Garrett? Oh, all right, that's it. Oh, seems like he didn't want to answer that question, Kevin. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> that was super fascinating. Yeah. So 877-881-1053. Call in right now. You can text in right now as well. Uh, that was a, that was a tough day. That was a tough, tough loss for, uh, for Jerry Jones last night, obviously uh, frustrated by what was going on uh, throughout the evening. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully everything will keep going, rolling along. Uh, but hopefully they can, they can put this thing back together and, uh, and finish the season off, Kevin. That's, I think that's all the fans really want is finish the season off, maybe maybe make a run, but I think more than anything else, Cowboys fans are ready to move on from whatever the, what the coach they have. And, and that was it, but um, we don't know what the word was that he used when they asked, did the team quit on Jason Garrett, but uh, you can imagine that it was something worse than BS because in the way that it works, one of our local hosts was dis- was explaining the delay. The first time where you have a seven-second delay, you get the full seven seconds. The second time, it's a little bit less than that, and then the third time, it's hardly anything. So uh, just well, because it says yeah. seven-second delay, you, uh, you, don't, you get that the first time, then it goes down a little bit after that. 
Yeah, and it, and, it, and the way intercoms is set up with their with their with their system, it dumps him. It dumps the caller after the second time, and that's what it did. And I guess uh, shortly after, the producer had to come on and tell them that no, we he didn't hang up on us. We when he delayed, when he used, when he dropped, this all he said was BS. Those two times, he that's uh, those are the only two customers, but it dumped him. So he so basically they well, it dumped him when he it dumped him, Sean, when he used a third word is what happened oh, because I, because. They, oh. Yeah, yeah. Because in it, later on, it says he used it, whatever he did. They didn't say what he said, but nonetheless, okay, yeah, yes. yeah. nonetheless, you but, heard but from. But basically, the, the problem that he he really exhibited was not answering the question. I mean, that was a pretty innocuous question. Do you feel embarrassed? Yeah, oh, we do. We as an organization, we're embarrassed. And what's the big deal? You know, I mean, <clears throat> that's he pulled the Belichick on that, and you know that was a legitimate question. Belichick has asked legitimate questions all the time, and he does the same kind of thing. He does swear. He just says, "I'm not answering the question." You know, no, yes. Uh, doesn't well, answer the question. And Jerry, I think it's about, I think, and they were talking about this on one of our local shows. It's probably about time for somebody to step in and say, maybe Steven or somebody to say to Jerry, you know what? You probably don't need to be doing all these appearances. You can still be the face of the team. You can still, but you're kind of, I mean, the media out there in Dallas, they love it because he gives them oh, yeah. all the material. I mean, he's all over Texas. I mean, he gives, he gives you material. So, yeah, but so, that, yeah. that's and, pretty hard when you, when you got, when you're the owner and you're, you know, it's like uh, take power of attorney or taking the keys away from an older relative or something like that. It's not going to be easy. Yeah, that's exactly what they used about taking the key. Somebody needs to take the keys away from Jerry. That's what that's what they were talking about on our local show here when they right. when they well, talked and, about him getting dumped. And yeah. another thing you hear is he is he really going to get good coaching candidates when he wants to hire a coach? Do they want to work with somebody who's always going to be looking over your shoulder and running to the media and all that stuff? He's got to have somebody like a Bell, like a, a Parcells, like he had, or a Jimmy Johnson that has their own status. You know, we talk about Urban Meyer or somebody like that that has their own, uh, you know, resources and is, is as big as he is. And if he just gets a coordinator from somewhere, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to work any better than it is with Jason no. Garrett. Well, but he's not going to get a big name guy as long as he's wanting no, to be. No, he's going to have to. Those kind of people would have to come in and have something written into the contract that I will do this and you will not, and I'll walk off, I'll leave. But will he, the question is, will he, let, will he let them do that? I'll tell you well, one thing. Let, though, now, Jimmy Johnson was his friend. That's a little different, but he did let Parcells. So, you know, yeah, Parcells had more, yeah, more, you know. And even Parcells got a little tired of the act. He did. But he did. I will, it was only a couple I of years. Will say, I will say this, though. If nothing else, it will do wonders for the Radio.com app and their internet stream because a lot of times on the app, you don't have the delay. So that was, right, the yeah. people would check it out when Jerry yes. comes on 105.3 The Fan to see what he says. Right. <laughs> but there were, there were other games other than but that there one. There were. Today, Falcons 40, Panthers 20 is our first score from today. And uh, to be honest, I didn't pay a lot of attention to this game, Chris. No, so. no. no I didn't either. I mean, they weren't uh, really focused too much on Channel 88. The thing is, of course, it's the first uh, game. Uh, Ron Rivera was fired after eight and a half years as the Carolina coach. It didn't do any good immediately anyway, and the Falcons were home. So and I per- And Perry Fuel was the Perry Fuel coach. was the, uh, you know, uh, yeah. was the coach. And he's, he's a respected coordinator, so they'll give him a chance. But that wasn't a good start for, the, uh, for them. And, of course, both teams are out of it. So, uh, you know, it was kind of yeah. one of those ho-hum games. And it's likely yeah. that uh, the coach of the Falcons is probably going to be out at the end of this year, yeah. too. So yeah. uh, that didn't do much for him. Ravens 24, Bills 17. This was a good game. I mean, the, the, you never thought the Ravens would actually lose it, but the Bills did cut it to one possession, and they, they actually did. were driving toward the end of the game. And uh, so I thought the Bills were, were respectable. They were. They were. And they're, they're you know, they're going to be the top, should be the top wild card team, and they played like it. They played. That would be a respectable playoff game. Uh, of course, it wouldn't be in uh, Buffalo. It would be in Baltimore or, you know, wherever. But the thing is, they, uh, they gave a good account of themselves, and they're, they're a building young team, and they've got a good defense. They really did better with Lamar Jackson than San Francisco did last week, too, with sort of the element. But the Bills were very respectable with him. Then we have... Browns 27, Bengals 19. That game was closer, I think, than a lot of people thought it would be because the Bengals actually, at least in the first half, the Bengals actually had the lead a couple of times. They did. Um, yeah, the Browns, you know, they've got more talent than the Bengals, and they, they beat them, and the Bengals had their win this year, and they're trying to heading off, off to the number one uh, draft pick probably. But uh, the Browns, basically with the things that happened in front of them today, uh, if they weren't out, they're not quite mathematically out of it, but really for all intents and purposes, they and the seven lost teams, we got the Colts and the Raiders, we'll talk about later uh it's really uh zeroing in on the teams that are going to probably be in the bottom uh, part of the afc playoffs 
Packers 20, Redskins 15. Here again, the game really wasn't that close. Uh, the Packers had, you know, about a 10-point lead throughout, but, you know, the, it was a 20-15 to 15 game, and you, you would have thought the Packers would have won that a little bit easier. I think Bill Callahan is, is maybe going to keep that job. He's, he's, they played better since uh, he's come along than they were before. So uh, and, and the Packers did what they had to do, stayed in the mix for that, those top spots. We'll talk a little bit about that when we get through all the games and where, where everybody stands. But, uh, you know, the Packers are right in the mix for, uh, for perhaps a bye. So uh, they, they want to keep winning. Vikings 20, Lions 7, and here again, Chris, you just as you said about the Packers, the, the Vikings did what they had to do. They did what they had to yep. do, and they did a little bit easier because uh, Detroit was on their uh, third-string quarterback, and uh, that that didn't help. But, uh, you know, the, the, yeah, the Vikings did what they had to do, and after an emotional game uh, in, in Seattle Monday night, they really bound, went to have to come uh, halfway across country and play with a one last day after a really rough and tumble game with the with the uh, Seahawks the other night, um, you know, and, and a disappointing loss. Um, that was it was pretty good for the Vikings to do that. Yeah. 49ers, 48, Saints, 46. That is probably going to be the game of the year. Yep. But uh, yes. I would imagine that our good friend Pierre, probably not too impressed with that defense. No. They, they, no, they, they, not they, at Early all. on, we're in control of the game, and they kind of let it get away. And the 49ers, you know, Garoppolo, when you look at the, and, and not that it's Brady's fault, but when you look at the today uh, with Garoppolo, and Brissett had a pretty good game too. And you just wonder, boy, wouldn't it be nice to know that if Brady Leaves, and that's all that people talk about around here lately. What's what going to happen with Brady next year? Because he is a, technically a free agent. Wouldn't it be nice if you had Brissett or, or Garoppolo around? You don't. But Garoppolo really, uh, you know, that was a big time win for the 49ers. And the defense, their, their defense struggled too. The it Saints did. offense finally woke up, you know, and, and got going again as they have not for the last three or four weeks. But, well, and um, what does it say for Garoppolo too, though, Chris? I mean, the Saints scored with 53 seconds to go, and they drove straight down the field. Went, yeah, that's they right. went right down the field there. And, you know, I mean, I will say this, though. I mean, it paid off for San Francisco staying east and not going back home. You know, hey, they right. didn't have to yep. do all that. Yep. Jets 22, Dolphins 21. Uh, what do you know about that one, Chris? Dolphins, there again, I, I didn't pay much that, attention to that Dolphins, one. If you had the uh, Dolphins kicker in your fantasy uh, points uh, thing, you did well because he kicked seven field goals. Uh, that's pretty unusual. Jim Mockbach, and I remember, did that one time. I don't know if anybody else has ever kicked more, maybe, but uh, the Jets actually got a couple of touchdowns, which is why they won, and they got a last-second field goal. That was back and forth, but uh, the Jets are actually, you know, doing okay this year. They got five wins, and I don't think a lot of people thought they'd have that many, so uh, and that's with having uh, Darnold out for a couple of games. So, uh, and, you, and you, know, you know, to be fair, the Dolphins haven't quit either. No, no, they no. haven't. And Brian, Brian Flores and Gase uh, deserve credit to keep their teams uh, working. Uh, they have. I have. The Jets had looked horrible against the Bengals last week, but they did bounce back, and that's a sign of a, a team with reasonable morale. It was clearly the right move, though, to go to uh, Fitzpatrick when they did, because he certainly has brought some some continuity to that team. They were talking in, on on uh, Sports Hub the other day about if Brady left, you know, who would be the free agent quarterbacks out there that you would look at. And one of them is going to be Josh Rosen. As much as they say they really wanted to bring this guy in and he's great, he's going to be available probably at the end of the year. And uh, he'll he'll fade into the background. He'll be a backup somewhere. Nobody's going to give him a, a regular job, I don't think, after these two seasons. No. Bucks 38, Colts 35. Bill, I imagine you paid attention to that game. I did. I uh, watched the whole game. The Colts had a 14-point lead going into the fourth quarter. They managed to give up 17 straight points to lose the game. Uh, defense, again, probably, even though at 35 points, um, you know, our friend, our friend down in Florida, Mr. Winston did his best to try to help the Colts win. He oh, yeah. That he did. Yeah. Even though yeah. he, he, Well, they can score points. You know, it's funny. He, he, he'll, he'll put up points for everybody. And uh, they got they got their 38 points. They've got a pretty good offense when they when they can hang on to the football. But uh, that's a problem with them. But uh, the Colts, now again, a team with seven losses. They're six and seven. You got, you're now two games behind teams with uh, with eight and five that you're fighting for the wild go. card with. And that, that's not going to work too well. No. It was no. not a good week for the Vinatieri's. Adam is, of course, injured and then Adam's son who's a kicker for uh, South Dakota State they were taken out in the uh, playoffs yesterday by Northern Iowa so it was not a good week to be a Vinatieri this week okay uh, but uh, Broncos 38 Texans 24 there you go Sean not that close it was not the part no, that I no, watched it was the not. game 
it was not a close part that I watched. Was, I mean, it was 31-3 at the half. I mean, I I basically bailed out and started watching uh, New Orleans, San Francisco, and Texas, Texas A&M basketball. Those were the two that I was paying attention to. So, I mean, it, you know, I was like, this is over. And then the fact that they got back with 24 and, you know. And I'm Houston, guessing, like me, you were tracking down the college football information. Yeah, too. oh, yeah. I had to go do that also. I had to go, had to go watch the, at least the New Year's Six stuff because I knew right. that was coming out, which we'll get. Well, I'll get to the idiotic thing of ESPN posts to that later in the next segment, but but no, they, uh, yeah, I mean Houston, is there up into, you think oh, they're going to start doing it, and then they go and they lay an egg against a team like Denver which they should have just blown out, because Denver's not that good. And they, we'll and you know the, fan, the fans were booing them in their own building. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, they were. They were, they were booing them. Andre Ware was not, him and they, Mark and Andre oh, were not oh, happy. not. Well, no, the thing, and they, well, go figure out the, the AFC South. I mean, any team in the AFC South on any given week. Now, except for Tennessee. Tennessee has been playing some good football. Tannehill took over. Yes. And uh, now they're tied. I don't know who actually is in first place. I'll, I'll, I'll do some, I'll check into that when I do my standings in a couple of days. But either way, they're both eight and five. And, uh, you know, Tennessee is one of the hotter teams in the AFC right now. But Jacksonville, I picked them. The Colts, I didn't pick them, but I, you know, they're so up and down. And Houston beat the Patriots and played a really good game last week. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they, they, yeah, they bounced. They went up against Patriots and just destroyed them. I mean, they 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 took care of the pay, and then they go lose to a team like Denver. Yep, doesn't make any sense. No, Charger no. Chargers forty five, Jaguars ten. I don't think much to say about that game except the Jaguars no, continue to slide. Yeah, the Jacksonville and and you know I I picked I picked them because I just thought they were home and and the Chargers are an up and down team. Yeah, too. so did I. <clears throat> but you know it's uh, it's one of those things, and I don't I didn't pay much attention to it. I'll have to find I got some fantasy players I got to check on later and see how they did. But I was uh, focused on the Patriots game and. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that in a little while. But uh, just to get, just to give you guys a teaser, Chris, uh, the news has just come down. Bill just uh, messaged me, and we have two entrances into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So if you like baseball, stay around. All right, yes. that's good. Yeah, but uh, especially on a chilly night like this, everywhere. But you know, the the um, eighty degrees here, uh, Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Oh, I don't know if anybody was there. You know, Jacksonville. I don't know if anybody was there. I mean, I you know, I didn't even listen to the game. But there weren't any Chargers. These are the two teams. These are the uh, this was the Island of Misfit Toys game. I mean. These are teams that don't have a lot of fans, either the Jaguars or the Chargers. Yeah. Titans 42, Raiders 21. I don't imagine Robert is happy with that game. No, and I don't think we have Robert with us. I don't know where Robert is. Is Robert, is he muted, though? I don't think I'm over. Here. I'm over in my other window, so I can't look and see. Our, the our, by the way, our delay button, our delay did not help him. Just to let it you know, did we not, did not. No, that's right. We've we've already <laughs> got documented issue. We've got documented proof. Well, that I know that he, had, he, had some, he had some stuff going on there too before the show. I found he, he, so. he did. Nonetheless, the Titans did win the game, forty-two to twenty-one. What he was planning to say was that he wanted to thank the Raiders for their participation uh, because they yes. are two or a seven a seven loss team, two games behind uh, the Steelers Titans in Houston for whoever's got that wild card, uh, you know, that last wild card spot and with three to go, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, the Raiders, uh, and they'll be playing their next game in Oakland, uh, will be their last game, I think, next week. So uh, that'll be the end of the Oakland Raiders, uh, at least for this uh, 20-year period or whatever. Steelers 23, Cardinals 17 in Arizona, but they were playing in front of a whole stadium of Steeler fans. Steelers always travel well. As I said before the show, when that was brought up, that happened. Okay, I'm here, guys. Okay. okay. Anything else? I kind of said the stuff you had said earlier about the Raiders. Anything I left out that you want to say? No. um, I had myself muted so I could get the MLB MLB stuff and Perry, I put it on your phone. Yep, and then I I, I have it. Bill got it, too. So, anyway, anything else to add, Robert, about the Raiders game? Well, um, you know they they did play better in the first half, but the second half they, they you know they just let Tennessee do whatever they wanted, and uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, like I said before the show, I want to thank the Oakland Raiders for their participation in the playoffs. Cause so, so, so then, Robert, uh, Mike, you're saying Mike Heath was a very happy man today with the Titans. Uh, yes, he was, and uh, yeah. you know, Tannehill has become like I don't know what you want to call him. The well, if if, if remember the Titans wanted Peyton Manning, they never got him. This is the guy that I'm telling you. This guy is playing. Well, you, you know, you know what it is, Chris. He got out of Miami, and he's able to show under this system and under Vrabel and the offensive coordinator that what kind of quarterback he actually was. This goes to show in Miami they never had good enough coaches to bring out what he could do. But these uh, are the coaches that are in New York, of course, and or some of them. 
them anyway. Gates is, and and uh, they're trying. They've trusted uh, Sam Darnold to him. So yeah. we'll see how that uh, works out. And they're playing. Uh, they're doing decent. You know, they're doing uh, all right. I I have a feeling that uh, Tennessee has found their quarterback. You know, at least for a while. And you'll see Mariota get released, and uh, oh, yeah. see if somebody else gives him a chance. The know? thing is, the, the thing is with Tannehill, he's staying healthy, and he has never really stayed healthy for any length of time. He was injured a lot with the Dolphins. Well, well I th- I think it's the quality of the football players. Tennessee is much more better to deal with oh, what yeah. he's, he's able got, to do. He's got, he's got arguably the best running back in the league in Derrick Henry to these players right. too. And right. that and our yeah, final he, afternoon game, uh, Chris, was the uh, Chiefs 23, Patriots 16. The officiating was bad, and yeah. frankly, the Patriots didn't play that well either. No, they didn't. Uh, the offense is uh, stuck in cement. You know, They're trying to do it with rookies, and J- James White and Edelman are the, really the only two guys that he really has a lot of faith in right now. Uh, ben Watson's a, a shadow of himself. He has faith in him, but he can't really do what he used to do. He's not a dominator like he used to be. He's old, and Edelman is banged up, and White uh, doing the best he can, and, and Brady and White kind of spearheaded a lot of that comeback that they did have, but the the, the officiating was bad, and, and it was a Jerome Bogart uh, uh, crew, and uh, Zolak was all over them all day, and they, they were, I'm sure the Kansas City fans weren't happy, but there's one particular play when there was a, a fumble, and uh, the ball, as it turned out, it was ruled later to be a, a fumble, Patriots recovery. They blew the whistle. What you do in that situation, you don't do that. You let the play continue. If the guy runs in for a touchdown, you might end up uh, having it because you, you can't be so sure that it's not, that, that it is down by contact. You have to let that play go. Everybody has said that over the years about football, that you let, you call things touchdowns and let them review them in the booth. You, you let fumble plays go if somebody's running in the end zone. You know, don't assume that it's going to be down by contact. When Belichick challenged it, it was not down by contact and the Patriots had the ball. So who's to say they wouldn't have gotten that touchdown? So right. you, you don't, that is, that's just a, a violation of NFL procedure because I've heard that on a lot of broadcasts that that's what you do. Even Steve Torrey and Bill Lectus were very critical of that crew and today too. All yeah. three, you know, all three of New England's losses were the, fir- the other three first place teams. Yes, and that's going to set up a problem. Now, if the Patriots keep winning and they certainly can, they can beat Cincinnati, you know, and it is on to Cincinnati, as Bill Belichick said in 2014, (laughs) as it happens after a Chiefs loss on the Monday night, embarrassment on national TV, and they went on to Cincinnati, and from then on, they were red hot. But they will be playing Cincinnati, they will be playing uh, Buffalo, and uh, they'll be home, so they ought to win that game, and they will be playing the uh, the, uh, Dolphins. So those are games they can win, they should get the bye. If they don't, however, if they lose another game and they get into a tie with Kansas City, or they get into a tie with Houston, you know, they've lost to these teams, and that'll mean they're going to be on the on, uh, not only losing, they'll be on the road and they'll be, you know... It's they'll be in the wild card game. They'll be in the wild... Well, they, yeah, they'll be in the first round yeah. and they'll be yeah, in the if, four if, or five seeds. If they slip up in one or two of these games, Buffalo can catch... Well, no, Buffalo... Right. Yeah, Buffalo yeah, can Buffalo's only game behind them. No, that's right. a big game yeah, in a couple of still, weeks. And you know what it is? It's basically... It's, it's... You're seeing this with two teams... And, you know, they got the documentary coming out this Tuesday for the Saban and Belichick thing on HBO Tuesday at 9. Two teams who the dynasty could be coming near the end. You know, two right. teams that are hanging on, right. trying, you know, still been okay, but the dynasty is on its way down, you know. Well, if if the Patriots yeah. had Antonio Brown and, and or Josh Gordon, I think things would be a little different. But they aren't. And, uh, you know, Belichick has not given them, you know, he's got a couple of rookies that show some promise, but they're not, you know, tested in these situations. So, you know, and they may improve as the year goes on. But this is just really, they've been using a lot of, as Hank Stram used to call it, trickeration to score. They did a flea flicker again today, you know, and that's great. They could do that. But when you, you usually don't do that unless you feel like you don't have the talent of some other folks. And that's Boy, that's and you play. want to talk about trick plays. I wasn't able to comment during the Saints 49ers game, but they had several of those on both sides today. Yes, yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, okay, so I guess we have. Um, uh, and then I we have the, the Seahawks and the Rams oh, that are just yeah. underway. Giants, Eagles tomorrow night. That's, that's right. right. Okay, so we have the schedule upcoming here, and we will do that. That for you, and uh, then the if last any, Thursday uh, night, last Thursday night game, by the way. That's yep. right. So that's Thursday, December twelfth, and we have the Jets at Baltimore, eight twenty p.m. on Fox and the NFL Network. Sunday, December fifteenth, we have the Patriots at Cincinnati, as we said, on to Cincinnati, one p.m. on CBS. <laughs> Tampa Bay at Detroit, one p.m. on Fox. Chicago at Green Bay, one p.m. on Fox. And of course, the Pack, the Bears at seven and six, they still think they're in this. You know, they they really do. So uh, yeah. um, they're going to try to give the Packers a pretty good game, and it's always a rivalry game. But, you know, they're, they're looking at a wild card. If, if teams have to flip up majorly in front of them, because really, it, it, you know, it's up to Seattle and the Rams to blow it, uh, you know, for the Bears to get in, and especially Seattle and Minnesota. So the yeah. chances are very slim that they'll get in. But they still think they have a chance, I think. Houston will try to bounce back at Tennessee, and that'll be a battle for first place on, you know, on CBS uh, at 1 p.m. Denver at Kansas City, 1 p.m. on CBS. And this rookie, we, we should mention, we didn't mention uh, Locke. What's his first name? Drew Locke. Drew, Drew, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. Yeah. Drew Locke. Yeah. Hey, he's 
off to a heck. Denver hasn't had a good quarterback in the, you know other than Elway in ten years. You Ever know, since Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and just a year or two with Elway. So uh, El- I mean yep. Peyton Manning, and uh, they had Elway, and then Peyton Manning, but a gap yeah. between, and then a gap after that. So yeah. maybe they got yeah. something here. Miami at the Giant, one p.m. on CBS. Mm-hmm. So Miami, Miami can uh, just hang out in the Meadowlands if they want. They'll probably go home. No biggie. Uh, Buffalo at Pittsburgh. Very- Buffalo at Pittsburgh, which has been moved to the Sunday night games. So that'll be at eight twenty p.m. on CBS. Uh, on NBC. NBC. I'm reading NBC. CBS and wanting to say NBC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we have Philadelphia at Washington, one p.m. on Fox. Seattle at Carolina, one p.m. on Fox. Boy, it seems like Seattle has to start at one o'clock most every week. Of course, they don't play. Yeah. They don't play regular times. They're always playing the prime time or one in the afternoon. Jacksonville yeah. at, at Oakland, four uh, five p.m. on CBS. And that'll be um, the very last game ever played in Oakland. So right, nothing, nothing yeah. like going out with a traditional rival like the Jaguars. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cleveland at Arizona, four four o five on CBS. Uh, we have the Rams at Dallas, four twenty five p.m. on Fox. That, oh, that, that'll get a lot of interest because, you know, the Rams have a good following, especially if they win tonight and they stay in the playoff on to a certain degree. And we'll, we see, have, and we'll see what Jerry does after this game. That's right. Well, maybe they'll win <laughs> it. Who knows? It's going to be at Dallas. Atlanta at San Francisco, 425 p.m. on Fox. And then I have a feeling the 49ers are going to be, like, uh, pretty high this week, and they, they may kind of sleepwalk through that one. I don't know. I would I would take the points. If, uh, I bet Atlanta's going to get a lot of points. Yeah. Minnesota at the Chargers, and that's a, now going to be at – now, Paul Allen said 405. That If it's 405, he said this Monday night, he may be wrong, but he said four or five. That would put it on TBS if it were. Ah, uh, wait a minute. Uh, who are they playing, uh, Chris? They're playing the Chargers. Uh, that uh, that'll probably be four. Uh, that'll probably be four or five game. Yeah, I would imagine. Well, so. yeah, but that would normally be a Fox game because Minnesota yeah. on the road. So I don't know. I know. Well, we'll find okay. out. It's either at four or five or four twenty-five. We'll, well, we'll try to get that. It'll be a four or five because because what is it? They're giving it to CBS to say to Buffalo Pittsburgh. That's right. why. That's oh, it. that could. That's be. why. Okay. So it is going to be right. a four or five. And yeah. so, and we already told you about Buffalo and Pittsburgh on Sunday night, and the Monday night game is. Is going to be Indianapolis at New Orleans, eight fifteen p.m. on ESPN. Oh, and now, uh, Bill, after after New Orleans losing today, I kind of feel sorry for you next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah. Yes, it is a four hundred five because it is, I just uh, they just Buffalo uh, Pittsburgh they gave it to CBS since they took a game from them. I just okay. Yeah. All right. So, any more NFL stuff? Uh well, shouldn't we cover the Tim uh, the Tim Ryan oh, thing? Tim Ryan. Yeah. That's true. Well, why don't you do it, Robert? You're our Bay Area correspondent. Well. Uh, apparently, on the Monday Morning Morning Show on KNBR, uh, Tim Ryan does a spot after each 49er game. And for those of you that don't know, Tim Ryan is the radio analyst of uh, 49ers Radio. And before that, he worked for Sirius XM. He was on the NFL channel when it started and was there for several years until the 49ers hired him to work with uh, Ted Robinson. Well, during his breakdown of, uh, they asked a question, well, why, was, why, why did you have have such difficulty stopping Lamar Jackson, and apparently he said, and I quote, uh, because of his dark skin and the dark uniform and the dark football, he was able to hide the football too well from from the defense, and that's why he's so successful. And of course, that got him in a lot of hot water, and they went ahead and suspended him for this game uh, right. today in New Orleans. And, and he has apologized, and yeah. uh, you know, it was a dumb thing to say. It, uh, you yeah. know, it was a dark day. That was more important. It was pouring out there. It, so that it was. was. Yeah, and it was. It was ignorant. It was ignorant, and he was meaning to say one thing, but it's one of those where if he had just thought a second later, a, a, a thought for another second, probably something he knows he shouldn't have said. Ooh, yeah, he well, shouldn't he said have said he, it. He said he apologized. Yeah, he, he, right. he shouldn't have said it. And, one, and one thing, basically, have, he has got a good reputation. So even yeah. Harry Edwards said, you know, he's a good man. That sounds Seahawks, by the way. Okay, yeah. uh, he, he's yeah. a good man, and uh, this is out of character for him. So Harry Edwards, the yeah. guy who pushed yeah. a lot of these, uh, get, got a lot of uh, information on black ball players in, in sports in the fifties and stuff, and uh, really the go to guy along with Jim Brown about that stuff. So that's a good well, uh, credit to, to Tim Ryan. Well, we are yeah. certainly going way over. So Bill, let's take our two minutes, then we'll come back and get to the other parts of the show okay well give me just one second here my computer got out of so did mine you can call in 8636-8769923 and no, 8736 no 646-8769923 yeah yeah 287-723-4600 get down key twice oh, and yeah, 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 ye
Okay. Yeah. Good. So All right. Well, then whenever you're we ready, go. Bill, we'll we're ready. Pull the plug on okay, this. Well, and go to the next segment. And I'll come back and tell you who's not listening. Yeah. Keyboard Cat, Hamilton the Pug, and Toast Meets World. These are some of the Internet's most beloved pets. And they all have one thing in common. Their stories started in a shelter. Start your story. Adopt a dog or cat today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Training yep. that pet to play the keyboard, that's optional. Start a story. Adopt a no, shelter or rescue pet today. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Okay, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. So mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Underwear always comes first. Name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and left with bunny ears. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. Two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2 men 2 xorg to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for FAST. F. Face drooping. A. Arm weakness. S. Speech difficulty. T. Time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ed Council. The storks are bringing me a baby brother. We can do this together. All right, let's go. Storks know how to keep kids safe. Do you? What? Oh, my gosh, you don't know. <gasps> I know. You don't. <laughs> oh, man, you laugh when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no. Making sure your child is in the right car seat is one of the steps to safer travel. I will rock this. You will rock this. To know for sure that your child is in the right car seat for their age and size, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool, very cool. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. We're back and we have some listeners in, well, let's see. We start out with Lamita, California. I'm seeing listeners from Germany. Okay, good. Hello. Stockton, California. Hello. Welcome back. Huh? St. Louis, per usual. Okay, Little we got uh, Jim and Marlene or Leonard. That Lamita, shouldn't that be Alameda? Alameda. He said Alameda. Yeah. Oh, okay. Madison, um, Wisconsin's checking in tonight. Good. We've got a Baraboo, Wisconsin. Yeah, I was talking to them. Gonzalez, Louisiana, the real 225. And we're building oh, yeah. Little Pierre's Rock, there. a couple listeners in Little Rock. Here's yeah. a new one. Here's yeah. a new one. ESPN is yep. tuning in. West Hartford, yeah. Connecticut, or near, well, near Bristol, maybe. Connecticut okay. tonight. And more St. Louis, Baraboo, yep. Wisconsin. Forest City, Iowa is checking in. Okay. Where, where in Iowa? Forest City. Oh, I'll bet that's Wayne. All right. Warren, Michigan. They've been here before. Lots of Michigan, lots of Wisconsin, and lots of St. Louis. Oh, and here's yeah. the one that stood out to me when I looked at these. We've never had one from Mexico City, Mexico. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Welcome okay. aboard. So yeah. we, we really are the worldwide yeah. legend. Another Minneapolis. We'll say hello to them. Another Minneapolis. Okay. Another Minneapolis. We're big there. Wow. We are. Oh, well, we said nice things about the biking today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, I, I can, I can be quiet now. And uh, <laughs> just to just to make sure that everybody heard me, I I got the score wrong. It's Rams seven, Seattle nothing. Okay, so. right, right. Yeah. all right. Okay, so we got college, college football. College football. College Sean, football. Go ahead, tell us, Sean, right. who the who the top four. Sure. Let's go to the top four first. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll do the top four. Of course, your top four and these games. And I messed up last week. That they're in the Peach Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. So we start off, these are December 28th, and we have number one LSU in the Peach Bowl taking on number four, little Oklahoma, because, of course, uh, LSU won the SEC championship beating Georgia, uh, Oklahoma, Baylor, the uh, beating Baylor in the Big 12. That was probably the best game of the day of all those, all those, you know, and then we have number two, Ohio State, taking on number three, Clemson, in the Fiesta Bowl, and Ohio State in the Big Ten, they were forget. They got 27 
unanswered points last night in their game. Yeah, twenty-seven because it was it was twenty-one-seven, and they came back and won at thirty-four twenty-one. So that'll be in the Fiesta, and of course the winners play in New Orleans, uh, January sixth. Uh, LSU, two places they're familiar with, uh, both the Mercedes-Benz Stadiums, the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. So they'll have fans in Atlanta. They'll have fans in New Orleans if they. They don't know anyone. which games, which game will be first yet. Do they? They have they plotted the time uh, from those. I think they I do. Heard the, the Peach the, Bowl, the, the Peach L- Bowl, I believe, is first, and then the Fiesta Bowl is after that. Yes, it is. Yeah, they decided that at the time when I put schedules out, they weren't sure, but they are going to go LSU, Oklahoma, probably two of the fi- Heisman finalists. You know, go well by then they'll have a Heisman winner, but yeah. which will be Saturday. Uh, by the way, Heisman Trophy Day. They'll be going at it in a game with Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. And then, of course, Chase Young, probably another Heisman finalist in the Fort Justin Field. You know, and the Army-Navy game is also this Saturday. Yeah, but, well, we're talking. But anyway, yeah, yeah Ohio State comes will be the late game. Then we have the New Year's Six Bowls. All right, Memphis, Penn State, they will be in the Cotton Bowl. I'm not sure exactly when that is. I need to find that out. Memphis, the highest-ranked group of five team. They took Penn State from the we'll, Big And 10. we'll have all this for you next week. Yeah. by the way. Right. Then we'll, you we'll have in, in the Orange Bowl, Virginia, they represent, because the ACC has that tie-in with the, yep. with the Orange Bowl. So since they were the second pick from the ACC, they, they go against Florida. That will be December 30th, 8 p.m. The Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, 5 p.m. as usual. These are Eastern time. Have Wisconsin and Oregon. Oregon winning, I mean, beating up on Utah Friday night. Wisconsin, of course, going down to Penn State or to Ohio State on Saturday last night. Wisconsin, Oregon, they will meet. And then Georgia, well, they're back in the Sugar Bowl again. They got snuck back in the Sugar Bowl against Baylor. So those are your those are your games that look like, you know, that's that's your New Year's Six. We'll have, like I said, next week, we'll have a full right down. I can fill in a couple of them. I can fill in a couple of them for you. I know Iowa is playing USC in the Holiday Bowl. That's on the 27th. And then on the 28th, Iowa State Notre Dame is in the Camping World Bowl. Now, I'm sure some of you are on the Yeah, Texas and Utah on New Year's Eve on uh, that's the Alamo Bowl. So, so I'm sure some Gator of you Bowl. know your own teams and where they where they're going. The right. right. We will have, we'll have the list next week. We will have yes. yeah. We'll have the list next week. And of course, we had a little bit of coaching movement. Uh, oh yeah. As late oh. now, Perry. <laughs> here we go, Perry. <laughs> here, he's coming to Ole Miss. He is, and apparently, and apparently, one of the the guy who really recommended him was Nick Saban. So Nick Saban spoke very highly of Lane Kiffin. Oh, Lane Kiffin um, I'm, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on this hire, but nonetheless. And Mike well, Norvell. Mike Norvell, by the way, is also going to Florida State. Yeah, I Perry, didn't know if it was official yet. It was rumors that it looks yes, like Yes, it is official going, now. Perry, if you think official. about it, and Nick Saban's going to recommend somebody he can beat up on in that conference. So there you go. That could be. But it is official. Yeah. Mike Norvell to, to Florida State. So that's. That one is filled. Yeah. Arkansas still needs to fill theirs. Yeah. Missouri still needs to fill theirs. Uh, the rumor is the defensive coordinator at Ohio State could be going to Boston College. He, they have not made that official yet. Uh, Chris Peterson's assistant will be stepping into Washington. His name escapes me. He's and uh, Jeff, over. Hetford, uh, Jeff Hetford uh, resigned from uh, Fresno State due to health reasons, so that job yeah. is now open. He's, he's out. Clay Helton, much to the chagrin of USC fans, they gave, they're giving him another year. USC, no, so. uh, like I said on here last week, uh, I'm not a USC supporter. Or, you know, I, you know, it doesn't matter to me one way or another. But I felt, you know, eight and four, he deserved another year, and so I'm glad yeah. that they gave it. But it, you should, you should have read the LA Times on Saturday with all the horrible letters they got. In uh, people, people in LA, they they take their USC football seriously. Uh, nobody yeah. had anything nice to say about Mr. Clayton. So we'll okay. see what happens next year. Yeah, and then of course, as we said. This Saturday is the Heisman Trophy Awards. Uh, probably the ones, like I said, your top candidates, you're probably going to see, of course, Joe Burrow. He's going. Uh, Jalen Hurts and probably Chase Young. And, you know, uh, I don't know who else might be in the mix. I would think Burrow would be the favorite going in. Yeah, oh, yeah those, Burrow's the favorite. And those three oh. will, will be the ones that will be in New York City. You know, those are... And, they'll well, get, yeah, I, they, do they bring five, I think? Don't they bring five? No, it's, uh, it's only three now. Sometimes, no, some, it depends. Some years they bring five, some they bring three. It depends on how many votes 
and right. how close it is. With and also, all of the other awards are handed out this Thursday in Orlando, like all, all a lot of the other awards. So you know, right. they'll be they'll have them Lyman, in Orlando. Wide receivers, and defensive players. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And Chris, and Chris uh, you were saying we had a death in college football. We did, and we had, we had alluded to it very quickly uh, last week, but we didn't have the information. Thanks again to David USF as always for providing us. And we had Pat Sullivan, uh, the Auburn quarterback. Uh, he was 69 years old. He was uh, at Auburn from 68 through 71. He won the Heisman Trophy over uh, Ed Marinaro or Cornell, who was a running back. That's back when the Ivy League uh, occasionally was relevant in, the, in that kind of voting. And uh, so that was in uh, 71. He then went to the Falcons. Uh, he played there from 72 to 75. Never transitioned uh, to a pro. And we've had a lot of really good college quarterbacks who just couldn't do that. And he was one of those. Then he was a quarterback's coach at Auburn from 86 through 91. In the middle, I know he did some broadcasting because I was telling uh, people that he uh, did it, did the uh, Tangerine Bowl, which controlled its own broadcast in 82. Mark Champion was the uh, voice of the Tampa Bay Bucks at the time, and he did the play-by-play, and Gino Capaletti from BC and uh, Pat Sullivan from Auburn were the color men, and they both did an excellent yeah, job. So. Now, now, I, now, I believe, now I believe Mark Champion is the voice of the Pistons. Yeah. By he the is. way, at the, at the end of the first uh, quarter, Rams 7, Seahawks 3. Okay. And then so yeah. he was the quarterback's coach at Auburn from 86 through 91, and the head of coach at TCU from 92 through 97. Then yes. he was uh, then to you, offensive coordinator at UAB from 99 to 06, and then and head coach at Stanford from 07 to 14. So, and uh, he was he was quite a quarterback. I remember my friend Rick thought he was really a good quarterback, and you know I guess he was a you know in the next class. He was not with Plunkett and Pastorini and uh, and, and uh, Peyton Manning, uh, you know uh, Archie Manning, but he was in the next group uh, the year after. So. He had a lot of publicity coming out. So there you so go there for we uh, go. college football. Now we'll Any turn to the we'll tur- we do not. So we'll turn to baseball now, and we do have the information in about the uh, Hall of Fame. The two entries, one of them is going to be kind of a controversial entry, I think, because uh, Ted Simmons, not so much, but no. uh, the other one is Marvin Miller. Now Marvin Miller said, uh-huh. Marvin Miller said that if he was not elected uh, when he was alive, that he would tell his family to reject it and not participate. We will see. And uh, Bill, do we have a Ford Frick winner? I do not have that yet, but I'm going to no, check. No, we don't. Uh, they haven't put that out yet. No, they haven't. Okay. okay. Well, okay. I so think if we really don't, do. If I, we I, don't get that one, we'll get that one next week. You know, and I get yes. that people are, are upset about free agency and the you know, players get too much and blah, blah, blah. But he's a historic figure in baseball. He changed it. You know, Kennesaw Mountain Landis was not the best person in the world either. And a lot of people didn't like some of the things he did. But he got in the Hall of Fame because he, he changed baseball. And because he, he, he brought it out of the Blackhawk era, you know, and all that. Marvin Miller brought it into the modern era and, and you've got to say that's an important uh, person to have yeah, in the Hall of Fame. It's her, I, I think one thing though that that some people have said is maybe owners and you know the, people like that should maybe be on a different ballot. We do have some background noise. We do. But, um, so whomever that is you may want to mute. But um, they are, they should maybe be on a different ballot than, than the, the players. Right. Sorry that was mine. <laughs> yeah. Okay so then we had some uh, signings. I've got a list of them here and then uh, then we can, anybody who has anything else, we can certainly throw it in. Mike Moustakis uh, signed with Cincinnati. Uh, he went from Cincinnati, uh, had been with Milwaukee, went to Cincinnati. Uh, and we that's a four-year, $64 million. That is the highest free agent contract given out by the Reds in history. Yeah, yeah and, he, and he's going to be their starting second baseman, I've read. Correct. Yes. Okay, and uh, what's the thought on that, Bill, as uh, far as Reds fans are concerned? Well, they, they you know, I mean, you're going to add maybe 30 to 35 home runs to that offense who needed a kickstart last year. And, you know, they know the Reds are really all in on this year. So right. I, I don't think. And they should be, Bill, because that there is no there's no big standout team now in that division. And, and with that ballpark, uh, that that's going to fit him like a pair of gloves. Because uh, you know, let's let's face it: when you put the ball in the air in Cincinnati, it flies out of there, especially right, during uh, the summertime. I'm, so. I'm thinking that's okay. We had Cole Hamill going to Atlanta uh, yep. for a year for 18 million, and so uh, I guess he was on the Cubs last year. Uh, Perry, he right? was on the uh, Cubs last year, but of course, with the Cubs uh, becoming now a, they're going to be the Chicago Mets, the way it sounds. <laughs> well, we'll yeah, get to the and Mets the Madison Bumgarner is so. very upset about. 
about uh, Hamels going there because he really wants to go go to the Braves to play closer to home, and Atlanta's spending money everywhere everywhere else. So it'll be interesting to see where Bum, Bumgarner winds up. You know, I don't think it'll go to the Marlins or the Rays. No. Um, <laughs> Zach Wheeler, speaking of the Mets, five years for uh, 118 million to Philadelphia. Yeah. So there's a there's a shot right at your own division mate. You know, if you, uh, I think Phillies. Philadelphia kind of overpaid for that, but uh, yeah, that that was to attack the Mets. And of course, we got other Mets news we can talk about when you're done That's with right. all we'll these things. Yeah. Yep, Dylan Dylan Bundy was Bundy was traded uh, to the Angels from the the Orioles for like four or five prospects, and that's what the Orioles have to do. I mean, he was their only semblance of a big big league starter, and that's kind of what they had to do to just uh, you know get some folks into the minor league system. They don't have and uh, the Angel the Angels need pitching, and the, if they spend any money in the winter winter meetings, they'll probably be on pitching. So yeah, the Angels, speaking of them, decided to stay in uh, Anaheim uh, through to 2050, and yep. they've also Not- got the land. They bought the land uh, for the stadium, and uh, they're going to control that. Uh, that's been sold to Artie Marino, so he can do whatever renovations. This will be about the third or well, fourth renovation of that it, stadium. It's also, they have uh, 133 other acres along with the stadium, so right. if they wanted to build a whole new stadium on that land, on the other, on the other part, they could very easily do that. So they, well, I, know, I, think that, I think, Sean, that's eventually what's going to happen. I think Marino will end up building his own stadium because he's been following the Stan Kroenke building of the Ram Stadium very closely. So I, I think uh, he's collecting yeah. ideas from well, the other thing too. When you, when you own that land, this is what Robert Kraft and what the Kraft have. They've got all, all the land by Foxborough, so they've got a uh, Patriots place. They got a mall down there and everything else. So yeah. you can do a lot with uh, and develop, you know, uh, uh, housing and yeah. everything else. So that's well, a good deal even, for him. He could very easily build a new stadium and then right. take the current stadium and make that where you know all the like you said, an Angels place, Angels whatever, and yeah. right. he, you know extra part, you know all kind of like you know. Uh, touristy type things there around the state, around the new Anaheim state. Yeah, right. So Steve Steve Cohen, a billionaire, is going to buy eighty uh, percent of the Mets. Uh, he is uh, he's a hedge fund uh, person, and he's for uh, and the Wolfons are going to still run it for the next five years, apparently, with their team, and then he will uh, move in uh, later, later on, I guess. Uh, yeah, and he's cr- and he's only sixty three years old, and he's his net worth is like thirteen billion dollars. So. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And there was another trade. I think I've got the name Novar. No- Novar uh, Novius. Omar Narvias. Okay, yeah. went went to uh, uh, Milwaukee from Seattle. Yeah, I got and, one uh, more. So you too. had some some other yeah. baseball stuff you were going to talk about, Perry? Oh wait, wait a minute. Go ahead, Bill. I've got one more. Junior Guerra to Arizona. Junior Guerra to Arizona. What did uh, and also, the, uh, the Cubs signed a pitcher. I'm sure this is going to really help their bullpen. I don't know any Dan Winkler, but that's who they signed. The only Winkler I'm familiar with was Henry from the old Happy Days. Yeah, but <laughs> the Cubs signed uh, Dan Winkler to their bullpen, and uh, the rumors that you hear are that the Cubs have came to the conclusion that they don't believe they can re-sign Chris Bryant, so he is available to be traded, as is Wilson Contreras, apparently, possibly uh, Kyle Schwarber. Um, they are really trying to... That, that's where I got the Chicago Mets thing earlier. They yeah. are really trying to cut a lot of payroll um, and restructure. So They seem to be more extreme about this. They, they seem to be more extreme about this than the Red Sox, then. Is that, yeah. the, is that the case? Uh, I would say yes, but the Red Sox maybe active too you're hearing also you know Mookie Betts could be dealt of course and the reason for that is that they don't feel that you know with their financial situation they don't feel they can resign him either so but right. the apparently according to the New York Times the New York Yankees have put a deal on the table for Garrett Cole set uh, seven years 245 million so he'll clearly get more than that now that that offer is out there yeah, yeah and uh, I've heard that they could go as high as 10 years and as much as four hundred million, because that's Ooh. how desperate they, well, they I want. Well, n- I would never give a pitcher that kind of money. I, I, hey, Perry, I totally agree with you, but this is the evil empire we're talking about. So, right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, and that's the one thing they don't have. They have developed position players very well. They've got a good farm system still, and uh, you know, so forth. But they don't have starting pitching, and that's where they were really short this year. You know. Oh, and Perry, this will make you happy. The the Cubs gave Gerald Cotton a guaranteed one year deal. So, like. I I said, I, you know, he really wasn't healthy with the A's, so I don't know how much you're going to get out of him as a Cub. So, 
start. Well, so I guess that's it on baseball, huh? Yeah, basically. Okay, so we had uh, well, let's basketball. Let's do our NBA. Let's do our NBA real quick because there's not a lot. But uh, well, we did, we did. We did have a coach firing. David yes, Sindel was was cut loose. Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Mike Miller. Mike Miller is the new head coach of the New York Knicks, and uh, David Sindel is out. It's not the Mike Miller that played for Florida and the Miami Heat. This Mike Miller, he was he's an assistant with them, and he was head coach at, when they were still Southwest Texas State University, uh, Southland Conference Coach of the Year. He also coached uh, for the Austin Toros. They were still the Toros, the, far, the G League team, D League team the, at the time of the Spurs. And he also worked with the Knicks. Uh, he bounced around a few other places, and he's 55, and he's not really a part of any coaching lineage. And the okay. Knicks are being ripped in the media for this. This is their, since 2013, this is their seventh coach, apparently. Well, I can also get hired assistants. He's smart. Yeah, yeah and I can, also, I can also give you a better stat on that. Since 2001, this is their uh, uh, 13th uh, either permanent head coach or fill-in since Jeff Van Gundy was fired. And I think the New York Knicks have the same problem that the Dallas Cowboys have. With the Dallas Cowboys, you got Jerry Jones constantly interfering. With the New York Knicks, you got James Dolan interfering. But uh, like I mentioned in our in our group the other day, it's interesting. He owns both the Rangers and the Knicks, and, and, but he interferes constantly with the basketball side of things. But he leaves the hockey people alone. He never interferes with what happens with the New York Rangers, but he constantly interferes with whatever happens with the New York Knicks. I, I can't figure it out. What I don't understand. And uh, is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the Nick will fell out all the time. The crowds are dead. There's yeah, no noise there. But when I, when I listen to the games, but my point is, if people stop going, maybe they would do something. The, the board of directors of MSG would do something about it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I believe with, uh, I can't remember what the current consecutive sellout streak is, but they constantly sell out the garden. And you're right, Chris, if New York people would wise up and not buy the tickets and stay at home, you know, uh, you'd finally get some change because... Well, and the uh, other thing too now they've got the Nets. I mean the Nets are sort of bungling their way along. They're not they're not a great team, but they do have you know they're gonna have Kevin Durant, they're gonna have Kyrie Irving, they're gonna have some star power and the Knicks have right. nothing. So that, right. that could help to push things uh, in and, a and remember the the Knicks cleared all kinds of salary cap space this summer in hopes of getting Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant and they both said we want to come to New York but we don't want to deal with your organization. We're gonna to go to Brooklyn. Right. You know yep. 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 so there you go. So the Knicks are you know in, in a really bad someday that's another topic is what are the worst and what are the best franchises, you know, in sport? Because that's yeah. the, the Knicks that's and the Cowboys. Are, yeah. Yeah. Knicks and the Cowboys are right there. So yeah. we got the, some hockey, uh, Robert. We had a coach firing in the NHL as well. Yeah, um, I hate being right about these things, but um, I didn't see the Toronto thing coming, but I knew the Calgary thing was going to happen, but not the way that it did. Uh, well, um, the coach I predicted that was next on the list, John Hines of the New Jersey Devils, uh, got axed this week and. Elaine Nazardine is one that takes over for the rest of the regular season, and I don't know a whole lot about him. Uh, apparently, he's been a long-time assistant with various clubs, but he apparently he's going to run the Devils for the rest of the regular season. And and uh, Minnesota, who I had next on my list, ever since I've said that for the last two weeks, they've won like seven or eight games in a row. So okay. they're trying they're trying to get off my list. So I'll have to one, come up with who might be next. One team that, and I've been noticing this on the standings because you get goals for and goals against uh, in, 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 uh, right after the point total when you listen to the standings in the, in the paper. Yes. And a historically bad team right now are the Detroit Red Wings. They have scored 66 goals and they've allowed 124. That is almost double. You know, you, you, it's like losing 4-2, to 6-3 to three every night. That is yeah. historically bad. That has to well, be right there with the history of hockey. Well, and unfortunately, uh, because there, there, there is such a young team there, uh, the coach is not going to get blamed for that. And Steve Eiserman just took over as the new GM of the Red Wings, and he basically said, look, I can't blame the coach for what is here. Um, we're going to have to ride this year out, and I'm going to have to give him some people to work with, uh, you know, because he knew what he was getting into when he took the job over. So right. That one, but that I, one, when you think about the Tigers and yeah. the Lions and the Pistons, too, they they're don't look like they're going to make the playoffs. Right. They're, they're, they're the best of the four teams of the Pistons, and they're about five games under 500 at this point. Yeah. You know, and, uh, that's but, pretty the problem is the problem is all Detroit teams are currently in the rebuilding mode, and in some cases they've been that way forever. So right, you know. and you contrast and that with Boston. I just want to throw in this stat that 
there were no home losses between uh, September 28th when the Red Sox lost and last night when the Bruins lost for all the Celtics games, all the Patriots games. Now the Patriots lost again today, as we already yeah. mentioned. But, you know, that that's the other side of the coin. That's the opposite of Detroit is, is what's yeah. happening here. With teams right. And aren't, they build, aren't they building a new arena in Calgary, didn't they? Uh, yes, uh, they, they made that announcement official on Friday. Um, the city of Calgary and uh, uh, the province uh, and the Flames all came together. Uh, a new arena will be built, and it'll be open in 2024. So good for them. Okay. And the Saddle Dome has been around apparently since 1983. Yeah. I, thought they, I thought they only built it for the 88 Olympics, so I thought it was newer than that, but apparently it's older than what I thought okay. it was. So. And the one death report in hockey, a longtime uh, player, mostly with the original sick team, Dean Prentice, uh, 87 years old. He started with the Rangers at 52, played with them till 63, played with the Bruins from 53 through 56. Detroit, in yeah, he was traded during the 66 season to Detroit, played there till 69, Pittsburgh 69 through 71, Minnesota 71 to 74. Now that's when hockey players played a long time. Harry Howell, a long-time defenseman, played about that long. That That's quite a career. And he had, uh, let's see, what, 1,378 games. He played, he scored 391 goals, and he had 469 assists. So a good, solid hockey player. Didn't mention about all-star appearances or anything that, that wasn't in there, but a really a good player, and I remember him, you know, growing up. He was just always there. And, uh, Robert, did you, we have one more thing I know Perry wants to talk about, about the internet and sports, but what, yeah. you have some boxing? Uh, yeah, we um, we had a, um, the uh, we had the other three heavyweight titles go up for grabs yesterday. Of course, Deontay Wilder, the American from Alabama, defended his title two weeks ago, and that was his 10th successful title defense. Well, yesterday, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz had a fight in Saudi Arabia, of all places, and uh, this was a rematch of a fight they had in June in Madison Square Garden. And, of course, back then, Ruiz knocked out Joshua in the seventh round and, and knocked him down four different times. Well, this time around, Joshua changed up his game plan and did what he should have done the first time around, used his height and reach advantage against Ruiz and thoroughly dominated the fight and won a 12-round unanimous decision and got all of his titles back. So I heard they paid, I heard they paid $200 million, the Crown Prince did, to get that over in Saudi Arabia. Yes, he, and it, yes. They've, they've already done this. They've they've paid a whole bunch because the WWE has been doing events over there, and now yep. with the boxing. And, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, Anthony Joshua himself, uh, for not being the defending champion, he was going in there to get his titles back. Got eighty five million as as his guaranteed purse, and Andy Ruiz, who was the champion, only got thirteen million. So <laughs> and we, only only got it, only got thirteen. What was it the seventh? What was it the seventh? Back in the day, where they used to over all the fights over somewhere in Africa where they had a lot of those fights. Uh, yeah, oh, they, uh, they did them in, uh, in Zaire. And Zaire is where the, uh, one of, yeah, one of the, uh, Muhammad Ali and uh, yeah, who, who uh, the Rumble in the, over Rumble there. in the Jungle. But they had several yeah. of them over in Zaire, I think. Not just yeah. that one. There are several right. others in Zaire. So Saudi yeah. Arabia is kind of becoming the new Zaire. Right. Yeah. And, so. uh, jo- and uh, Joshua said after the fight, he said, after the payday I got, he said, uh, I'll hold as many fights over here as they want. You know, so. <laughs> so, Perry, you wanted to explain some stuff about the internet now that we're getting into, uh, you know, college football is kind of winding down and we're getting into where people are more interested in maybe basketball and hockey and so forth. So uh, why don't you go ahead? Robert asked asked me a question the other day about the internet channel since he had gotten a new radio and he said, "Uh, how how do you do it? So here's the, here's kind of the easy way to figure the, the Sirius XM internet channels if you need to do it. The fours, fives, sixes, and sevens, those are primarily music channels. Not always, but primarily, they, they have a lot of the music stuff in the, in that bandwidth. By the way, you currently, start, uh, go ahead, uh, currently in the fives and sixes, there's nothing listed, Perry. It's fours, it's fours and the sevens now. And then you have the eights and nines for right, the sports. Right, but then you start in the 800s, channel 800 is your first NFL channel, and the teams go in alphabetical order. 840 starts your baseball channels, again, alphabetical order. Right. 880 is your NBA channels, alphabetical order. And then 920 is your NHL channels, again, alphabetical order. And then above that, that's where you get a lot of your college play-by-play. 
life. And for your and for the on-demand stuff, uh, for especially for the sports talk shows, you have to know the name of the show. You have to know the exact. And it's the, name it's of the, the show. same way with the music. Yeah. You have to, you just have to yeah. know the name of your show, and you just say, yeah. you just tell your device play whatever the name of the show is from Sirius XM, and it will do it. Yeah. And another it, thing that's now yeah. been fixed and was not right for a while. If you want, if you knew that your your team uh, college team was going to appear on nine seventy three or something like that, See, if you had tune in live, you could say play a pro team, and there was no problem. We right. outlined all the problems and trying to say a college team with tune in that doesn't work uh, very often. So if you knew what your channel nine seventy three your team was going to be on, you couldn't say it. Now you can again. They fixed it, so you can say play uh, Sirius XM channel nine seventy three, and it will get that internet channel for a game that you want to hear. Yeah, and hopefully at some point we hopefully the tune in mess gets figured out. But at least at this point, who knows? But uh, I think we got everything in this week. I think we did. So, uh, as I go to wrap things up, I want to remind you, this is kind of, since we're going back to music here in a minute, uh, tying the sports and music today, December 8, 1980, I remember the day John Lennon was assassinated, and you think about where the news was broken. Monday Night Football. Howard Tosell, remember, they get the news, and he goes, well, Don, who? And, and Don looks at him and goes, well, Howard, you're the journalist. You break it, and you go ahead, and you can do it. And that's when Howard Tosell breaking the news. Yep. John yep. Lennon's assassination, December 8, 1980. I don't even remember who was playing. Patriots and Dolphins uh, in the Orange Bowl. That's correct. Okay, yeah, right I just remember before, I was right about, after the I was, news was broken, John Smith missed a field goal, a winning field goal. The game was tied, and the, uh, the Dolphins won in overtime. We'll check. We will check. We will check. Maybe somewhere, um, maybe Bill or I could find it this week. Somewhere, maybe we can find that audio, and we'll play that next week. I've heard yeah. the highlight many times. I've definitely yeah, heard, it, I heard yeah, it today. Yeah, actually. It's, it's, I've heard it many times. But anyway, as We'll, we see, if we, we'll see if we can track it down. Yeah. yeah, we will. And next week we'll have all your bowl lineups and all that, and we'll talk about the Heisman winner. But if you want to encourage anybody to listen to this, or if you want to go back and listen to the podcast, I mean, you can download it at legendoldies.com or in your podcatcher, type in worldwide, all one word, space legend, and then select Sports Lounge Live. Or on your smart device, just say play legend, uh, worldwide legend podcast, and go next until you get Sports Lounge Live, which it may be the first one up when it's up there. Also, you can go to 773-572-7715. It'll be up there sometime tonight or in the morning, and you can check it out on the phone. And if you want to leave us any comments, if you're listening, remember 800-693-0595, option two. We would love to have some comments. We'll play it. We, we really will. We, get them, we will. We but will. until next week, I guess we will see you all later. Yep.